All right, so we're heading now over to a country uh, that takes its national anthem seriously and a man who believes in his flag and his national anthem, Michael Graham, News Radio 106.7 FM in Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to the program. I stand with my fellow American Ted Cruz, eh? Oh, Canada. Yeah, for sure then. (laughs) So, George, if I understand your previous guest correctly, the reason why the uh, lazy, incompetent drunks who work for you are lazy, incompetent drunks is because you're a lousy boss. And if only you'd be a better boss, they would suddenly start showing up on time, doing their work. Suddenly, Mark would actually do his job if you'd be a better boss. Is that right? It would appear. Apparently, I'm a dinosaur because I I want people to concentrate more. Yeah, but we. Well, we but I want to just very quick one more thing on this because this is what bugs me. The Many only have, thing where you're wrong is on the right hook. The boss is Mark, not me. <laughs> That's the only difference. Good point. But here's here's my point. We've all worked in places. I worked in a state government agency when I was doing political work, where you were surrounded by people who just did not give a crap about their job and therefore refused to do it. And they weren't lazy because somebody was mean to them or because you know of the, of the the boss was strict. They were lazy because they were lazy. They took a job for lazy, stupid people and then stayed lazy, stupid people, and the rest of us had to do their work. And I just wonder how many News Talk listeners are part of the 25% in your organization who do 75% of the work had to listen to this nitwit say, well, you know, if you give your coworker a hug and make him feel valued, I can't make him feel valued because he doesn't come in until 11 and then he pukes his guts out and then he spends four hours surfing porn. So that's the real, that's the natural truth as we say. Yes. Now, what I want to talk to you about is quite serious um, because there are really serious suggestions that Donald Trump, who owns a golf course and resort in Ireland, might well be banned from this country uh, (laughs) because of his view on Muslims. So that means Trump and Graham both are not going to be allowed in. Wait, 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 wait. I don't support banning people based on their religion. I think it's it, it, Trump's uh, uh, position is idiotic, counterproductive, and, uh, you know, based fundamentally on bigotry. That doesn't mean that I'm going to pretend that one million Muslim country, uh, migrants from the heart of jihad country are the same as one million, you know, Danish or Polish or, you know, uh, uh, Guatemalan immigrants. It's, um, obviously, there's a problem, and everybody knows there's a problem. And on New Year's Eve, you just have the latest, most blatant example. But is Ireland really going to ban somebody it's very because of their political uh, position? Yeah, I find it incredible. Uh, but well, it's a lot, I tell you what, it's a lot easier to ban people than it is to, you know, think, make arguments, make your case, be tolerant. It's, you're absolutely right. Let's don't debate. Let's just ban. Because that's what it means to be a good European liberal. Yay! Well, I think it's, I mean, I tell you, I think it's, it's appalling. And I would say that if they wanted to ban anybody. Life. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, uh, you know, actions. You know, the reason to ban Hitler is because of his actions. But if someone had just written the idiotic book Mein Kampf and they wanted to show up and debate me, I'd debate him in a heart attack in a second. Yeah. I'd happy to. Yeah. But you know, so I don't. There's no. You know, whack job. I will even debate Michael D. Despite his bizarre, indefensible positions. All right. Now, how are things going on the primary circuit? Uh, what's happening? Well, Iowa and New Hampshire, isn't that right? Iowa, New Hampshire, right. Iowa's in a couple of weeks, and then New Hampshire after that had a big debate last night. And the big news uh, here domestically is that t- Ted Cruz, the Texas senator who's a uh, very solid, traditional, evangelical uh, conservative, took it to Donald Trump last night, and Trump showed blood for the first time. And that's a problem for Trump because Trump is running the— do you remember the movie, George, The Man Who Would Be King? Yeah. What happened to Sean Connery when they saw him bleed? 
Yeah, that's what's happening to Donald Trump. But I just want I, I picked out one highlight to share with your listeners, and it's actually from Carly Fiorina, who's not a front runner. She's down at you know three or four percent, and she's not going to win. But she summarized the problem in America that has energized so many people, both for Donald Trump and for Democratic Socialist Bernie Sanders. Here's Carly Fiorina. Well, you know, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are two faces of crony capitalism. Hillary Clinton has raked in millions by selling influence, and Donald Trump has raked in billions by buying people like Hillary Clinton and using the system to his advantage. And that's that's really what is energizing the Trump and Sanders people is people see that the system is rigged, that people use political power for themselves and for their uh, agendas. And then they see that people with money are able to get their hands on that regulatory state and benefit themselves. And that is the American debate. What the sad part is, is that the two front runners are the two people who are part of that system, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And they're going to go all the way, those two. Uh, I, I mean, don't, look, if Donald Trump becomes a nominee, and it's possible, it would be the strangest political thing since at least McGovern becoming the Democratic nominee. It would be a real weird thing for him to win it. Could he? It's a strange year. Absolutely. Uh, Hillary Clinton, I, uh, the only thing that's going to stop her is going to be an indictment. We all know she broke the law. She all, Clearly, you had your uh, guest, previous guest talking about workplace emails. She was getting classified emails on her personal homebrew server in her basement. So we all know she broke the law. It's just that the Obama administration is never going to enforce the law. So that's that. Oh, Obama's taking credit for, I mean, it's interesting that um, hostages were released uh, in, on Jimmy Carter's watch, really, but Reagan got, wasn't it Reagan right. took credit it was for the it? Day, it was the day that Reagan was sworn in. The Iranians released the hostages because they did not want to be holding a single one of them when Ronald Reagan got behind the desk. They, it's time to quit. Let's go. Everybody head home. Bye-bye. So what's Obama doing? He's taking a lot of credit well, for... So here's, here's the story. You, you, you had this American ship that uh, sailed for whatever reasons into Iranian water. We don't know if it's a tech failure, whatever. And then another ship came to give aid. The Iranians show up and and they did what every civilized country did. They offered help, uh, let the ship know they're in the wrong waters. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. This is Iran. They seized the ships, took our sailors hostage, uh, you know, uh, forced them on the deck at gunpoint, forced a woman sailor to wear a hijab, then uh, uh, got one of the sailors to apologize to them for violating their territorial waters, and then acted like they were doing us a favor by not killing them, to which our Obama administration, led by John Kerry, thanked the Iranians for humiliating us by sending those images of the Americans held hostage around the world. That's that's how low things have fallen. Europe, I hope you guys don't have any serious trouble with Russia or anybody else because there is nobody with the testicles in America to get your back. All right. Um, the, the birthday cakes uh, are now being banned from schools. There, There mm-hmm. is a serious argument in favor of this, you know, despite what you might think. What's the serious argument in favor of banning something that kids have been eating happily for hundreds of years, George? Well, what happens if there's peanuts in it? And there's got a what happened a hundred years ago, fifty years ago, twenty years ago? If there were peanuts in it, there were no peanut allergies twenty years. Oh, ago. Oh, that's right, that's right. We invented the peanut. I forgot. That's yeah. right. H uh, W invented the peanut as part no, of his but, conspiracy no, theory. No, but we did invent all these allergies. These allergies. No, we didn't invent allergies. We did, of course. They didn't exist. I, uh, 
uh, 20 I have years a, ago. Uh, I have a fact for you, and this is not made up. It's not weird. I want to say it was 2015. It may have been 2014, so it was from memory. We had more Americans killed by having vending machines fall on them and crush them than we had killed by food allergies. That's how rare it is to die from a food allergy. All right. But you uh, can. You can get. I forget. The there name. are a handful of people who don't know they have food. Allergies. I don't know how they don't know. And they would, you know, uh, eat a peanut when they know that the peanuts are very dangerous and they have such a reaction to it that it would kill them. It's a minuscule part of the universe. I have a, I have a crazy, nutty idea, George. How about telling kids with food allergies, don't eat the foods you're allergic to? Huh? How about that crazy one? All right. Now, the one that does By the way, can I just say something else about this? If you have a, if you honestly, if you're one of those dopes, by the way, uh, uh, we know for a fact that at least a third of people who think they have food allergies don't. They were misdiagnosed, whatever. The, the science on food allergies is very lousy. It's, it's, it takes a lot of time and money to find out who's actually allergic to what. So a lot of people think they were a kid, they had like a reaction to strawberries, and then they're 50 years old and they eat a strawberry and like, hey, nothing happened. But having said that, if you honestly believe, George, that one of your kids might die if they ate a birthday cake, wouldn't you just send them to school the day of the party or whatever with their own little cake? Wouldn't I mean, if you really thought it'd kill them, wouldn't you do something about it? Why are you telling the rest of society you have to protect my kid from your cake? All right. The text hasn't come in yet, but I'll say it for them. I'm increasingly <laughs> beginning to believe Michael Graham is talking sense. Uh, that text hasn't come yet, but it's due any minute. Um, <laughs> but what, what about these? We have, a, we have a great rugby one, which is called Don't Knock. The Rock, all the Black Rock boys sing that at the right. rugby games, you know. And in my school, uh, it was Tango, Tango, Barbar, Booski. Um, what, what does that mean? Which is me, I think it's our chance. Okay. I, 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 I know it's a Gaelic thing, and I'm looking like an idiot right now. I <laughs> no, don't know. no, no, it's meaningless. But it's well, our here's, what we did. here's what we do in the United States. As you know, we are determined to raise the most useless generation of Americans ever that you can't count on ever because they've never faced any adversity. And so the Wisconsin, which is a pretty big state athletic association that governs all school sports, high school, the middle yeah. school, has sent out an edict. You are not allowed to do any chants or cat calls or uh, shouts from the stands or from the bench that, quote, disrespect the other team. So, for example, in basketball, when the other team shoots the ball and it doesn't hit anything, not the rim, not the back, you know, what we would always do is go, air ball. Well, you can't do that. That's disrespectful. And you would chant at the other, you know, like with the other guys trying to, uh, like on a free kick in soccer, you know, people yell and stomp their feet to try to distract him. Uh, that's bad too. And then if he totally misses everything and kicks it like behind him, you can't mock him. No mockery, no uh, anything to make the other team feel othered, otherized. We have to treat the other team like illegal migrants from Syria, apparently. That's what we have to do. We have to embrace them and love them. All right, on that uh, we note we let you go, but the text <laughs> has arrived. It's from James in Dublin 15. Graham is awesome. Well, uh, the awesome Graham has gone back to uh, his uh, radio station in Atlanta. Of course, you can you can find him on on the web, the Natural Truth.